Hello, this is uh, Taylor Gills reporting live, I guess-ish, from Lisbon, Portugal, uh, and the UN Ocean Conference, the United Nations Ocean Conference. Uh, this is the second ocean conference that has ever happened. The first one was in 2017 in New York City, <clears throat> and then this conference was supposed to take place in June 2020, and you can all guess why that didn't happen. <laughs> so after a two-year delay, uh, here we all are. All 12,000, I think, of us is the number I had heard uh, of the number of delegates attending the UN Ocean Conference this year in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm actually uh, calling in <laughs> from my hotel room here in Lisbon, which overlooks the arena. And so I can see uh, we're near the end of the day here for us, but I can still see... <clears throat> delegates and people running around and having side conversations and doing all the things that we do when we're in person. You know, there's uh, the awkwardness of mask up, mask down. I've kept my mask on uh, just because it's how I feel more comfortable, but the weather is beautiful, which makes which makes it hard sometimes. Um, but yeah, after two years, we are all here together to, to talk about the ocean, which is <clears throat> fantastic. The fact that you know, this is only the second time the UN has ever done an ocean conference, and this one is probably <laughs> many, many times bigger than the first one. And it's exciting to see how much uh, more, I think, cross-disciplinary and inclusive the conference has become since 2017. I wasn't at that first conference, but in preparation for coming to Portugal, I did a bit of research and read through the, the old conference proceedings, and it was very much like your typical... UN meeting and conference and very single sector, single solution kind of meetings. And I just came from uh, a meeting that couldn't have been more different. It's talking about how the International Maritime Organization and the FAO, which which deals with food and uh, fisheries, especially in the, the UN context, are tackling plastic pollution together. You know, like all of these really <clears throat> interdisciplinary partner-based sessions have been so interesting. Um, I'm here, uh, through my official duties through, uh, the Aspen Institute where I work, uh, representing our shipping decarbonization initiative. Uh, so I've, most of my sessions and things I've been going to have been focused on shipping and shipping decarbonization and the fact that we need to get that sector to zero, uh, by 2050 at the latest. But while I'm here, <clears throat> I have brought my microphone <laughs> and I'm, uh, wearing my ocean decade, uh, hat as well and trying to squeeze in some recordings for the ocean decade show. So hopefully we'll have a podcast, uh, at least recorded in part from, from Portugal coming up soon. And in addition to some <clears throat> moderating duties for, for my shipping work, I'm uh, really excited that I'll be moderating at the Ocean Decade Forum that's later this week here in Lisbon. Uh, it's kind of their big celebration of all the things that have happened in the past, <clears throat> gosh, what, 18 months of the Ocean Decade since it was launched. Um, and I was really honored, too, to be able to go to the Ocean Decade Alliance meeting. Um, <clears throat> it's the first time that this group has ever gotten to meet in person. It launched last year, but yeah, these these individuals have never been able to to meet this idea of this Ocean Decade Alliance was born uh, actually during 2020 when the the Intergovernmental Oceanographic Commission team went around and did <clears throat> uh, interviews all around the world about what an Ocean Decade needed to be, what it should be, what it could be. Um, one of the common responses was, we need to have this kind of high-level 
alliance to help overlook all sorts of things and not just from the scientific sector. So the participants there yesterday, I have this list in front of me. It was incredible. I got to see all these people speak. Uh, the president of the Republic of Palau was there. The prime minister of Norway had sent a, a representative, which was amazing. The minister of fisheries and oceans, Canada, um, <clears throat> the minister of foreign affairs uh, for Monaco, the vice minister of ocean fisheries for the Republic of Korea, um, the International Seabed Authority was there, um, and then the private sector too, through Fugro, through uh, Rev Ocean, through the Smith Ocean Institute, and the, the Great Barrier Reef Foundation was there. It was really like a who's who of <laughs> who's been involved in the Ocean Decade work over the past 18 months, and they came together to... Um, it was a platform for commitments and announcements by Alliance members, and it launched a joint call for action for investment in ocean science uh, by members of the Alliance. Um, so how we get you know, to 2030 and what things that this Alliance thinks that we, we need. And some of the things that this Alliance committed to, which were really exciting, uh, to use their individual and collective networks and influence to raise awareness for the need to increase investment in ocean science. Uh, they want to build on existing and new partnerships across all sectors of society. Again, that kind of inter uh, <clears throat> interlocking issues of all of these side sessions that I've told you about. That it's just amazing how cross disciplinary this this has been between intergovernmental organizations, industry, philanthropy, academia. It's exactly what the decade wants to do, and it's really being, uh, I think, demonstrated in how this conference is being run, you know, the sessions that were accepted and the thing and the things that are being presented here. It's really exciting. Uh, the Alliance members also commit to support partnerships with and between actors in the least developed states, uh, landlocked developing countries and small island developing states, um, which is key. Um, <clears throat> we all know that we are trying to accomplish the goals of the ocean decade for the global health of the ocean, but there's, we know that, that the impacts of climate change and the impacts of uh, changes in the ocean will not be felt equally all around the world. So um, I was really excited to see that as one of the commitments. And then again, working with uh, the IOC, the Intergovernmental Oceanographic Commission, the last commitment is to, uh, to work with them as coordinator to identify and prioritize investment needs. That the decade has already raised millions and millions of dollars in the 18 months that it's been around, uh, but we need so much more, especially... Uh, <clears throat> to address some of these key data gaps and scientific gaps, and then to support, you know, the simple, not so simple, I shouldn't say simple, the coordination of this effort. It takes a lot of money and time and good people in order to make the decade happen. And so we need to support the, you know, kind of less sexy things of coordination and uh, data analysis and all of these really, really crucial, crucial aspects. Um, so yeah, it's it's been exciting to meet so many Ocean Decade people and, and broader shipping people and broader ocean people for the first time in real life for, in some of these cases. So for example, in, over the past three days um, while down here in Lisbon, I've run into uh, three of the early career ocean professionals, the ECOPs that I have been working with and have been connected to since late 2019, early 2020, and have never never seen him in person. Uh, and so that was, that was really exciting, uh, to, to meet all of them. We're, we're put all around the globe and we still talk all the time, but it's so, it's so different to, you know, see this, this person who helped kind of establish this idea and the importance of early career ocean professionals, uh, alongside, uh, many others and get to 
give them a hug and <laughs> let them know how how much uh, they've meant to to my life and my journey through the ocean decade over the past uh, few years. And also got to meet the Intergovernmental Oceanographic Commission team, the IOC team, who have uh, been so supportive of the Ocean Decade show and the podcast and helping me get guests and being such great supporters of of what I've been trying to do with this show. And so getting to meet all them for the first time was incredible. <clears throat> In addition to kind of friends and colleagues, uh, I told you some of the list of incredibly like important <laughs> people in the world of, of the ocean that I've gotten to to meet that there's the presidents of Portugal and Kenya are here, that the secretary general of the of the entire United Nations is here. Last weekend, I was at the Youth and Innovation Forum that was held the weekend before uh, the conference kicked off, uh, co-hosted by the UN Global Compact and Sustainable Ocean Alliance. And <clears throat> on Sunday, uh, the, there was a surprise guest. They It was very funny when they were going over the agenda with all the youth delegates and all the mentors, which is what I was there as I was there as a mentor. They said, okay, there's going to be an event at 1 p.m. and we want you all to remain calm. (laughs) We're all looking around at each other like, what what can it be? The first thing you tell us is to remain calm. You know, so uh, it ended up being Jason Momoa himself. So Aquaman himself. Uh, or Khal Drogo, if you if you're a Game of Thrones fan, was here and he uh, is now have has an official role with uh, UNESCO and is you know an ocean champion on the screen and in real life and so it's really exciting that uh, he came out to support the Youth and Innovation Forum and it's something that <clears throat> is cl- is close to his heart. Um, so yeah, celebrities you know are here. I also this morning during a sustainable finance breakfast sat six or so feet away from the Princess of Sweden, Princess Victoria, uh, and it was really funny because I am overtly American, <laughs> which is not something to be necessarily proud of these days. But uh, I the moderator kept referring to your royal highness and this woman kept nodding her head and so i quickly googled princesses of europe <laughs> and came up with a short list because there's not many monarchies anymore uh in in the world in europe and was able to look at the woman in front of me and look at my <laughs> my little list on google and figure out oh that is the the princess of sweden which was was really exciting to get to see and have googled her since and she's apparently a big environment ocean champion uh and two of my colleagues that i'm here with are both swedish and weren't at the event this morning and were so jealous of the fact that i got to to see the princess i obviously didn't get to meet her we all had to stand and then follow her as we left it was uh it felt kind of like a movie it was it was incredible it made me feel very uh non-fancy because i'm not used to that level of protocol at all <laughs> in in my my normal life um and especially right this is my first international trip in three years since before the pandemic and it's weird to <laughs> wear real clothes all the time and to put on makeup every day and to interact with humans in real life um i moderated an event today on green shipping corridors uh wearing my Aspen hat and I realized I hadn't moderated anything live in, in years. And so it's, <laughs> I can't have my notes right in front of me. I have to change up my eye contact. My body language has to be different, you know, being in person versus being virtually. Um, it hasn't been as hard as I thought, uh, but it's still been, uh, you know, a whirlwind of, 
of a week thus far, and we're not even. It's I'm currently reporting to you from from Tuesday, and there's <laughs> a few more days of the conference to go. Uh, so, like I said, that the Ocean Decade Forum, their big kind of celebration of all things Ocean Decade, is on Thursday. I'm. Uh, it'll be live streamed, and so uh, you can go to the Ocean Decade website, and you should be able to find the live stream for that if you want to watch yours truly <laughs> on stage. And I'm really excited because the two other co-moderators of uh, of the event are people who I deeply respect and who are <laughs> way higher in me than station. And so it's uh, the president of the Nobel Prize Foundation and the executive director of the Schmidt Ocean Institute, and then yours truly. <laughs> so it's, it's exciting that the Ocean Decade team has decided to you know, include ECOPS are included throughout the agenda, but then to allow me to moderate a session uh, because of the, you know, work that I do here on the podcast and because of the great feedback I've gotten from from many listeners over the, I can almost say years now, it's basically been, <laughs> it's, it's, we're in the plural, plural stage now. Um, so I'm really excited to be facilitating that session. Um, and to be part of the kind of celebration of the ocean decade because I've uh, you know I've been working on the decade since before it was launched and so it's really exciting to see how we celebrate this in person and the importance of celebrating it in person and then we're uh, <clears throat> it's just it's crazy how far we've come in 18 months and how much progress has been made and new partnerships and new ideas and new thoughts uh, and new lines of communication like through through my podcast uh, so it's really fantastic to to be a part of that on on Thursday. Um, I have my my nicest outfit <laughs> reserved because again, yeah, I'm I'm on stage with some some big people, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm not too ner- too nervous. Um, and then on Friday, there's a side event that's outside the blue zone. So for those of you who don't know how UN conferences work. Uh, and I think that the COP conferences are similar. There's a blue zone and then there's everything else. I think here it's called the red zone. Uh, so the blue zone, if you are part of a the delegation of an affiliated organization, so your organization had to fill out all sorts of paperwork and get approved through the, the UN in order to be affiliated, and then you have to get a, a letter from the head of your organization saying, I thou declare that you, Taylor Gills, can go <laughs> represent Aspen Institute at at this conference. Um, so you have to be accredited and affiliated, and then you'll get to go into events in the Blue Zone. So here, that's being held at the Altice Arena here in Lisbon, Portugal, which is right on the water. It's a, it's a beautiful spot. Um, but as you can imagine, with 12,000 people uh, here, <laughs> the, the arena cannot hold that many at one time. And so there's events being held all around Lisbon this week. And so I've been in more Ubers than I have <laughs> in my entire life, crisscrossing the city. Uh, I s- was at a reception at a palace yesterday, which is just not something you get to say in your everyday life. Um, and so the city of Lisbon is really hosting the, the conference and not just the area in the blue zone. Sometimes, uh, you know, things outside the blue zone you know if you're not if you're here and you're not affiliated then uh sometimes you have more fun you get to explore and go to different things and uh not saying that the blue zone isn't fun it's very fun just more heavily guarded because (laughs) there's lots of uh you know big important people like i named like i named earlier um but so i'm speaking at an event that's 
Decade Associated as well on Friday, uh, slightly outside of the the Blue Zone uh, on coral reefs in the Ocean Decade. So I have a beautiful briefing document that's been put together by the current Ocean Decade Canals Fellow. So uh, last year on on the show, uh, I interviewed Teresa, who was my direct replacement at NOAA doing the, the John A. Canals Fellowship. And then I have uh, someone else has replaced Teresa. So there's uh, Caitlin Lang, who is uh, a fabulous human being who I got to meet in person as well uh, this week. And uh, she helped put together this fabulous briefing document on this session, because uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't know a ton about coral reefs. <laughs> I'm going to learn very quickly. Um, but I'm a social scientist by training and studied oysters. So uh, not as far away as you can get from coral reefs, but it seems fairly far away. So we're going to be talking about uh, the successes that have happened specifically in the coral reef world over the course of the ocean decade thus far, and then what needs to to happen after the fact. Um, <clears throat> there's just, there's so much that's happened in these few days. Uh, I could have spent this whole time just talking about the Youth and Innovation Forum. Those few days I got to speak on a panel where I had to uh, bone up quick and learn about these interactive dialogues that are happening at the Ocean Decade, at the not the Ocean Decade, the UN Ocean Conference here. Um, if you want to learn more about those, they're on the UN Ocean Conference website. Um, so I got to speak on a panel about that and what I was looking forward to. And I just found my notes that I made on that. And it seems like I made them in a different life because so much of what I was looking forward to has already started to happen and is already happening um, while here. And I have a few more days in in Portugal and I'm just so, so proud to be here uh, and to be representing the Aspen Institute who I, it's been the best year and a half working with them and getting to bring shipping to the agenda for really the first time at the UN Ocean Conference. There was a little bit on shipping at the 2017 UN Ocean Conference, but not anywhere near the number of sessions and the diversity of sessions. Uh, and I'm really proud that our our site event that we hosted on Monday here, uh, one of the panels was uh, full of government officials talking about shipping, and it was all women, which was just breathtaking. <laughs> if you know anything about government panels or shipping panels, if you put them together, that's usually a male-centric event. So uh, it was really exciting to to do that and and to be able to, you know, put on my Ocean Decade hat a little bit and uh, represent the podcast and represent what I've been trying to do with this podcast for the last year and a half or so. Uh, it's it's really fun to get to go back and forth. It means that I'm tired <laughs> and I've had a very busy week thus far, and I will continue to have a very busy week uh, going forward. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way. You you all know that. Um, so uh, here's Taylor Gales signing off uh, from the UN Ocean Conference. Like I said, I hope to have a whole podcast episode dedicated uh, to to the conference, given a recap and hopefully with some sessions recorded live from here, fingers crossed. Um, I got to lug my, my microphone all around Lisbon to, <laughs> to do some interviews. Um, but it's really exciting and I'm really happy to be here and happy to see the results that come out of, come out of this week because, uh, the secretary general said the, during his open opening plenary, like we're in an, we're in an ocean emergency, not just a climate emergency. We have to be more specific than that you know in the ocean is most of the world it is uh what sustains our life on this planet and there are 
the the number of sessions here show the the number of things that we have to address and it's it is very heartening to see all the smart thoughtful people thinking really hard about these issues um it's a little overwhelming but i try to go back and think about uh you know the positives and the big big changes that are happening and the declarations that are happening that uh countries are hopefully stepping up more so than ever here and then at cop 27 this this fall in in egypt uh, I really hope to make that an ocean cop as well, and that we continue these high-level conversations and high-level commitments, but then also these conversations in side rooms. You know, that's so important to to really get progress going and to to know what's what's happening in the world and to meet with your colleagues and <laughs> share laughter and share a drink and share insights uh, in person. So uh, signing off for now, and I'll report more on the UN Ocean Conference here in Lisbon, Portugal later. Mm-hmm.